your handouts. We're on day three of Digging Deep, and we'll need our printouts of Haggai in front of us again. Um, On a much lighter and completely different note, I just wanted to if you'd indulge me for 30 seconds, say thank you for soaking me last night. Uh, weird thing to say, but uh, genuinely touching. And uh, last night before bed, reading over the card that you all signed, uh, it was a, a really uh, nice thing uh, to do. Um, I, in about 2014, 2015, I remember saying, I think I'm done with student ministry now. I've done quite a lot of it. I'm ready to move on to new things. Uh, and uh, nine years later, uh, the time has come. Um, it doesn't look likely that whatever I'm doing next, it will involve working with undergrad students. It's brilliant working with you guys. I say that about you guys personally. I say that about students generally. Uh, doing ministry among people at this stage of life is exciting. It's been a real privilege to see people come to know the Lord Jesus and grow in him uh, in many ways over the years. Uh, and it's been a real joy to get to know all of you guys uh, personally as well. Uh, and I and Judy and I think probably Billy as well uh, will all miss you uh, and we'll miss doing this kind of thing. And I can think of no finer way than to cap off nine, ten years of student ministry uh, than by looking at the Bible together and helping one another uh, to find out what it means and how we apply it to ourselves. That's why I wanted to say this now and not at the end because I want God to have the last word and not me. Uh, and also I hope this isn't goodbye. Uh, but let's turn to Haggai now uh, and dig deep into it again. Uh, We're behind time, as we always seem to be, uh, but we will push on with solo study until 10 to as normal. Hopefully we're familiar enough now with Haggai that uh, a bit less time to look at it will be okay. We'll leave plenty of time for group chat and plenty of time to debrief. A recap of where we've been, uh, if we move on to the next slide. This is the threefold thing that we've been wanting to do in Digging Deep. Working out what God was saying to them then, what he's saying to us now, as we did yesterday, uh, and what it means for us. That's what we're doing today. So to walk through that, what's God saying to them then? I suggested uh, that, next slide, uh, through Haggai, we are being challenged to consider how much of a priority we make of building God's house, numerically and spiritually, and assured that in Christ, God has blessed us and is with us as we share in his work to build his people. That's Haggai for them then. For us today then, I suggested that we are being challenged in Haggai. Um, God is challenging the priorities of the people, explaining his... Is that the same thing? Yeah, I think it is. I think I've got them mixed up, actually. Um, Basically, God's challenging wrong priorities. He's encouraging right priorities. We are challenged about how we make a priority of building God's temple uh, and also... um, encourage that he helps us to do that. Yeah. Hopefully that's clear. It's not clear because I've got it all mixed up. But anyway, number three, uh, how will we respond to all this? How do we take the lessons that we learn from reading Haggai and apply them specifically to our lives as believers today? How do we take those big principles and turn them into action? Now, when we're applying the Bible, I think we're very quick sometimes to look to practical application. And that's great. We want to know, what does God want me to do with this? And hopefully we will see some of those things as we look again at Haggai. 
I think it's also worth saying, though, that the reason that on this diagram the arrow is going back to God is that a lot of the time the us-now thing, the big application, is just to look again at him to know more about who he is, what he has done, his ways, his purposes, and character, and to marvel. And if that's the only application that we get from reading Scripture with no practical follow-through, that's not a bad thing. It is really good to just know more of God and delight more in him. So I want us to keep that in mind as we think about application today. Even if we don't come up with a bullet point list of things I'm going to put into practice, I hope we see more of who our God is together. Now, as I've said on the sheet, we could spend forever trying to understand all the details better. Hashtag signet ring. Bear with me. We will get there. But before we push into any of those little details, what I want us to see now is that even without exhausting our knowledge of the book, even without understanding every single verse and every detail, there are big applications that we can draw just from reading thinking about and meditating on God's word. We do dig deep, not just so that we can know more about Haggai, but hopefully so that we can take these kinds of questions and apply them to any book of scripture. And without studying the original language and without opening a commentary, just by reading and thinking about God's word, hear him speaking to us through it. So I want us to see that in Haggai and to come up with what God is saying to us based on what we have seen before we do a final bit of answering some of those questions. So you'll see on the sheet again some more questions to mull on as we read. Do that for about 20 minutes, and then at 10-2, we'll get into group discussions. So uh, break, go to the back if you want, sit around the room, whatever, 20 minutes, solo study. Let's come back together there. Right. Can anyone tell me what a signet ring is? Not the signet ring, but what's a signet ring? Anyone know? If you set a ring with a signet on it, I'm going to ask you to leave. But. Yes, very good. Identifier, signet, seal, crest, dip it in wax, seal a letter with it. Who might use something like that? What significance might that have generally? Yes, absolutely. So if you're carrying in olden times, uh, a letter that's been sealed with the crest of the king, then you're carrying something that has his authority. Um, this is no ordinary letter. This is from the king. It's important. Or a high government official or something. Excellent. If that's, that's what a signet ring is. So that's part of the key to unlocking what's going on in the end of chapter 2. There's a few different things with a signet ring. The first is that one. It's a sign of kingly authority. Is Zerubbabel the king? Okay, well, well, let's park that for a second. He's not the king, he's the governor. Why? Right. Unoccupation, 
Darius, Darius is the king. We saw right at the start of chapter one, the Persians are in charge. Israel, Judah are fallen on very hard times. Zerubbabel should be the king. He's not the king. What promise does God make to him? Well, he uses a promise involving very kingly language. That's significant. Imagine how insecure you would feel if you were Zerubbabel. Should be the king, not the king. God says, I'm going to make you as one with kingly authority. That's encouraging. Another aspect to signet ring. Uh, This is slightly more off the wall, as any reference to Song of Songs always is. But uh, there's a bit in Song of Songs uh, where the... um, one of the lovers says of her beloved that he will make her a seal on his arm. Same language as signet ring, making a seal on my arm. Um, it's a tender image. We, we shouldn't lose sight of that. It's a deeply personal and intimate thing. That's significant. Post-exile, post-return, apathetic people. God using a real image of tenderness and closeness, telling Zerubbabel, Essentially, I will take you close to my heart. Zerubbabel doesn't deserve that. And yet God is saying, that's what what I'm going to do to you. Most significantly of all, though, can somebody read for me on page 650 of the Church Bibles, uh, Jeremiah 22 and verses 24 and 25. Uh, Dehang said earlier, I don't know if you caught it, uh, Zerubbabel is not the king, but he's the grandson of the king. So let's find out about granddad, shall we? This is what we're reading about in Jeremiah. So Jeremiah 22, 24, and 25. Who wants to read that? That's the one, yeah. Not chapters 22, 24, and 25. That'll take you to Thank you very much. That's Grandad, Kaniah. Uh, God says to him, because of your unfaithfulness, I'm going to take you off my hand like a signet ring. It's an image of judgment. Um, where my wife's from, the Isle of Lewis, everyone's got a nickname because everyone's called the same thing. Everyone's called McLeod or, or something like that. So you don't get like, that's my friend Callum McLeod. You get my friend, that, you get, that's my friend Callum Fishboat because he's, he's got a fisherman with a boat. It's that kind of thing, right? Everyone's got a nickname. Zerubbabel's nickname is Zerubbabel Signet Ring. This looms large over their family because God judged his grandfather, his forebears, for their unfaithfulness by saying, like a signet ring off my hand, I'm judging you. A few generations later, God, gracious God, Zerubbabel, you're going to be like a signet ring to me. Lowly little humble governor that you are, you're going to be the sign and seal of my authority on earth. You're going to be close to my heart. I am going to reverse the very curse that has fallen on your forefathers. That's how faithful and gracious God is. So it's pretty cool, the signet ring thing. 
Uh, I don't know how much extra kind of application it adds for us, but it's really cool, uh, and we're, sh we're seeing just really clearly in that image just how faithful, how kind the, the Lord is. So I thought it was worth mentioning that. Um, right, a few minutes left, though. What are some of the big applications that we've drawn from Haggai? Would anyone like to share any major points that they came up with? Win. That's great. I'm sure a lot of us will have seen something similar. When the people are told to consider their ways, well, we should consider our ways too. And as Wynne says, putting it as Jesus puts it, seek first the kingdom, not whatever else, not your panelled houses. That's a really big one. Any others want to shout out? Absolutely. So, mm. yeah, it's really comforting, isn't it? Definitely. So we've seen challenge. Consider your ways. We've seen comfort. God will be glorified. God will bless. God will bring His work to completion. Thinking of in terms of, are there any people in Haggai that we think I want to be more like? them or any people who think I definitely don't want to be like them. Does anyone have anything on, on that front? Hey Seb. <laughs> we all want to be like Seb of course. But. sense and mark just to tell me a bit more about that how would you apply that to yourself to us Very helpful. 
Uh, friends, our time is up, sadly. Um, I want to share just a couple of thoughts that I've had. I've talked through Haggai a few times, as I've said, and I've appreciated this chance just to look at it again and to think even not about, well, actually, how am I applying this to myself? It's really quite scary, I think, that in, um, God willing, three months' time, could be a minister of a church somewhere, just me on my own. That's quite scary, not going to lie. Um, Haggai, this is what I've written down, draws me to repent of my idolatry of comfort. Much rather sit in playing FIFA and watching telly of an evening than lead a Bible study where I might not know all the answers or might be met with, I know this has never happened to any of my life groups, but awkward silence. <laughs> comfort is a big idol. Haggai draws me to consider my ways and to make a priority of God's work and not my comfort. Haggai assures me that God is at work to build his house. We thought about that in Paul's Bible overview. How does the kingdom grow? The word goes out. It's mysterious. We don't know how. But God is at work to build his house. Amazingly, he uses even us, even me, to do that. But it's his work. Haggai enables me to share in that work even though, humanly speaking, that seems crazy. I have no idea what I have got to offer God in service of building his kingdom. Pretty much zero, I think. And yet, Haggai gives me confidence that the thing that matters is not me being brilliant, thankfully, but that God is at work and God is glorified as his people share in his work. I've thought about it like this in the past, that... God ultimately is the chief architect and master craftsman of his cosmic building project. And it's a real privilege to share in that work. So for me, just thinking about it for this stage of life, as I prepare to leave St. Andrews and go into the next thing, it, it gives me confidence. And not only that, it gets me out of bed, not paralyzed by fear, knowing that ultimately it's his work. And if that's true for me, I hope it's true for all of us as well, because building God's kingdom is not just the work of Zerubbabel, it's not just the work of the priests, it's the work of all the people, that they all build together. Yeah, led and spurred on by the kind of the priests and the king, governor, but they all do it together. So as we draw to a close in Haggai, I hope it's a book which encourages you guys the very same, and as you speak the truth and love to one another... And as you tell people who don't know Jesus about him, God can and God will be at work in and through you to build his house, to build his kingdom. I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll break for lunch for an hour. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord. Work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts, according to the covenant I made with you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit remains in your midst, fear not. And so, Father, we thank you for this time in the book of Haggai over the last few days. We thank you that it does draw us to consider our ways, and we pray you would lead us to repent of any ways in which our priorities are wrong. And, Father, we pray that you would help us to look at these precious verses and uh, see that we have no need to be afraid. We pray you would help us to indeed be strong as you strengthen us, to labor with all of Christ's energy. We pray you would help us to have confidence and even joy in sharing in your work and that you would be using even us, empowered by your Holy Spirit, to bring about the building of your kingdom, the building of your church as we speak the truth and love to one another 
and as we share the good news of the gospel with many who need to hear it. All these things we ask and pray for your glory, and we give you thanks for the food that we're about to receive, and pray you would bless that to our use. It's in Jesus' name we ask and pray all these things. Amen.